Ben. What more can 2020 take from us? It's starting to become like, at first it was like kind of a meme, like, <laughs> you know, like uh, 2020, it's, it sucks, dude. It sucks. Now it's just like, it's true, man. man. This it's is like, this is truly one for the ages. It's, it's like the, the Madden curse, like the, the, the cursed puka shells or whatever the fuck it was from the Brady bunch and, and all those other bad jujus rolled into one to, to create it's like uh, in Miss King's sixth grade class when we had that <laughs> replica of the Lord of the Rings ring. Dude, I, I actually <laughs> almost brought that up, but I was like, yeah, that's too obscure. That's too obscure. Dude, if anyone from Miss King's class is listening, you know that that ring was fucking cursed, bro. Yeah, dude, I wore it and forgot my homework at home. Got in trouble. Got my folder and that, signed. And that never happened. None of us ever <laughs> forgot our homework ever, so it's clearly the ring. <laughs> I probably just didn't do it. <laughs> You're like, yeah, bro, the ring, dude, for sure. Man, you've never done homework. Uh, but yes, of course, what we are referring to, and uh, well, obviously this is Andy Catelli. Benjamin Walker. This is a very somber boys will be boys coming to you from in the wake of a Cowboys win, which, you know, I mean, obviously you squeak by what is – for without the New York Jets involved is the worst team in the NFL beating the Giants. Um, we should be a little happy, but this one came at a high price uh, for those who did not a, watch the game. It on was Sunday. a total Pyrrhic victory. Good. Indeed it was. Um, the third quarter of this game saw uh, Dak Prescott go down with a compound fracture uh, and a dislocation in his ankle. Um, it's one of those injuries pretty, that's pretty shocking like, moment, man. Like you, you right away knew. It. Well, I couldn't tell at first because even Romo didn't recognize it at first because we had Romo and Nance doing the game, and like at first you see him grab his calf, and Romo's like, "Oh, it must be cramps." And then someone I was watching the game was like, "Oh man, his ankle looks bad." And then I looked down at his ankle. It's like that is turned the wrong way. And then you start seeing the player reactions. You saw like Gallup put his hands above his head, and um. Dude, and that's when he, you knew it was going to be a, a really bad one when he started to see, like, the player reactions. Like, dudes Dude, were I, turning away. Like, people started to cry on the field. Like, ooh. When I you saw knew. the first shot of his ankle, I thought that his foot was out of his shoe, and that's why the angle looked weird. And then I realized that was his – not his heel, but his ankle bone yeah. just, like, jerked in a different direction. Man, I just – and I mean – First of all, it speaks to the the leader that Dak is, the the uh just the weight that he carries in this locker room that um instant visceral physical reaction from everyone on the t- on the team. Just man, you saw I've the shot of Gallup, that. you saw guys on the bench just like it looked like they had just lost the Super Bowl. Like those were some it great was, shots, man. Honestly, like just the even the uh, the Giants, like Jason Garrett came out, which uh, you know was. I got to give him props for that. I you know, I like never got, obviously, I, I, was, I was around people and never really got the sports tears going, goat. But I knew I heard from a lot of people who did. Like that was that was tough to watch. My my mom texted me; she was crying. Um, yeah, and you know, like obviously Garrett, like we've said this before, not our favorite coach, but always. A, good, a good guy and and you never you know i think one thing that we have grown to appreciate about garrett since the mccarthy era began is like 
We never complained about effort with Garrett's teams. They always played hard for him. And that has been a, a complaint about McCarthy's guys. So obviously um, the locker room loved Garrett in, in some way. Um, whether or not he was effective is a totally different discussion, but um, he's a highly respected person within that locker room. And to see him, you know, standing shoulder to shoulder with McCarthy to be there for Dak. Um, and then to see Dak's reaction, man, just like, obviously he's in a ton of pain, but most of the the emotion that you could see on his face seemed to be more about not being able to be out there with his yeah. guys. Well, the I first later thing saw he did, a, we saw he was trying to pop his ankle back in. Like, that was his very like a, that's first just reaction. That's warrior and instinct, then, dude. Just, I think, yeah, uh, the tears weren't obviously the pain. The tears was he knew, I think he just knew what it meant for his season. And he knew he wasn't going to be out there with his guys. And just like, he was just devastated. Well, and I did see, uh, I saw later a video of them taking him out of the ambulance and taking him into the hospital on the stretcher. And Dak was watching the game on his phone. And like the doctors are trying to talk to him about like the surgery and stuff. And he's like paying attention and talking to them, but his eyes are locked on his phone because he's watching the Cowboys play the Giants because that's what really matters to him. I mean, man, everyone's got an I opinion do wanna, on Dak. He's a, he's a controversial figure from a quarterback standpoint, but I do want to, I just can't say enough about this dude. Like just the, he's just a hell of a leader, hell of a guy. I, it, it sounds like the surgery went well. He had, they had a renowned world renowned foot and ankle doctor come in, um, to do his, his surgery. Uh, like we said, a compound fracture dislocation, same injury that, uh, uh, Jason Hayward had, um, a couple years ago for the Celtics. Um, and so you just hope that everything goes smoothly with the rehab. They're saying right now about like three to six months, uh, three to four months, three to six months, somewhere in there. Um, all signs point that he'll be back for training camp next year. Uh, and already, you know, the discussion has begun. I gotta say, man, it made me so disgusted to see people be like, Oh yes, now we don't have to pay him, or like, finally we have a real quarterback. When Andy <laughs> Dalton went in, I just like it made me well, sick to my stomach, dude. It honestly reminded me it, it was like when Jason or uh, uh, Tony broke his collarbone. You remember that, like in twenty? Oh yeah, ten. Oh, well, the first time. Well, twenty ten sucked. I, I guess yeah, twenty fifteen. I remember a lot more vividly about when. Because we lost Dez in game one, but we're like, okay, well, he'll be back in six to eight weeks. Tony can carry us. And then when Tony got hurt, even though we won that game, we were like, this is, we're fucked. And I, I yeah. just have a very similar feeling. Like, I don't, we'll, we'll transition, I'm sure, into to, to Dalton talk here in a second. But like, man, Jack was, it just sucked because like my, my, stomach drop for him in the way that it did kind of for Tony. And you're just like, man, this guy is, you know, he he's given everything to this team. Like as you were kind of saying, regardless of what people's opinion on Shadak get paid and all this shit, it's like, he's clearly the captain and the locker room leader of that entire squad. So uh, just yeah, losing his just presence like, from that alone sucks ass. I, I don't, I mean, I know there's been a lot of, I think, and I think the media is a little bit to blame as far as like, the whole like will Dak still get paid discussion? I think he's going to get paid. I don't think that's really that's almost a silly conversation. I, like- I agree with you, but at the same time, I will say it adds it adds to the shittiness that he isn't 
taken care of long-term. If something goes wrong, if there's some issue with the rehab, if there's something that crops up, there's a complication somewhere, it does hurt my heart a little bit that this guy isn't protected. And that's why a lot of players don't like franchise tags. You know, this is why guys go out and fight for bigger contracts with more guaranteed money. Like they want to be taken care of in case something like this happens, because like, this was like, this wasn't a dirty play. This wasn't, you know, this was just a totally no one's fault freak accident on a football field that could have happened to anyone. Um, and it just sucks. It, it super sucks. I mean, Dak was truly like the one thing keeping this team competitive. I will and, say, and, and you never know, sports is a it is a business, and it can be grimy and cutthroat. But Jerry, after the game, did say we are all heart heartbroken for Dak, and this is a very disappointing injury. The outpouring of messages that I have received regarding a setback speaks volume to the respect and admiration that he has earned from his teammates, former Cowboy players, and Cowboy supporter everywhere. Um, and I don't see the rest, but he did eventually go on to say something along the lines of like, he Dak is our future. So I, he'll be protected like this. Yeah. Steven, Steven went on the fan, like I think this morning or yesterday and said like, he's the face of the franchise He's QB one. Like we have no doubt that he will return to the position of leadership and purpose that he brings to our team. So, yeah. Now that is all under the assumption that Ben DiNucci does not show the fuck out over the next 11 weeks. Do you feel like your DiNucci talk brought this into the universe? God, I hope not. That would just be. Uh, I should just quit being a fan. Yeah. So move, but but moving uh, on a serious note into the uh, obviously while Dak is is healing, um, the Cowboys were fortunate enough this offseason to bring in um, what some some people would say is probably the best backup quarterback in the NFL. Um, Andy Dalton is probably. I mean, Ben, do you think it's crazy to say that Andy Dalton is somewhere? in the twenties as far as like quarterback rankings, like 25 to 32, he's like somewhere in there. It's funny because like years ago, we used to talk about the Dalton line, which for yeah, people he's just who like aren't familiar, like, average. The, the line used to be, if you're better than Andy Dalton, you, your franchise needs to pay you. And if you're worse than Andy Dalton, they need to find a new QB for the future. Like he was the dead middle of that. And just the horrible limbo franchises get stuck in where the guy's too good to move on from, but not good enough to get you over the hump. Yeah. Yeah. And then they finally did move on. Um, I I don't think it's shocking to say that he's the best backup that Dallas has had since like maybe when Orton was backing up Romo or maybe Kitna backing up Romo. Like both those guys were, you know, veterans who had been in the league. Bernie Kosar. <laughs> yeah, we're going back now. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I look. He's a he's a nine year veteran, um, or was a nine year starter, I should say, in Cincinnati. This is the first year of his career he has not been a starter, and he was like you said, he was average. Like he wasn't bad. He he had some good moments. He led the Bengals to four straight playoff appearances. He played like he had shit like one really good year. Um, I can't yeah, remember did. what year it was where like him and like Tyler Eifert went off and like AJ Green. Um, baby. Yeah, AJ Green balled out super hard. I'm trying to remember what year that was. I guess it would have been like 2015. His best, yeah, stat 25, 25 touch, 15. 25 touchdowns, seven picks, 106 passer rating. So 
he did his thing. Um, he had some he had some years where he threw for a lot of touchdowns. In 2013, he threw for 4,200 yards and 33 touchdowns. Um, I mean, he was all, like Ben said, he's just always super pretty, middle of the road, very capable. Um, he's got a lot of weapons. He's he kind of like chose. He probably could have been a. Uh, he probably could have gotten a job somewhere else. And he chose to come to Dallas because he needed kind of a reset in his career. Um, this is home. You know, he played at TCU. He's from Katy. Um, and he wanted to kind of take this year to like figure shit out. Um, and so now he's got a chance to, this is a great opportunity for Andy to kind of step up and revitalize his career. If he goes out there and holds down the fort. Now, obviously we've he's going to be facing the several, uh, backup quarterbacks take advantage of this opportunity. Like, you know, Nick Foles is obviously the big one that comes to mind to people. I mean, Ryan Tannehill just kind of did the same thing, you know, was a multi-year starter in, in uh, Miami. They were kind of, he was probably right around that Dalton level. Like that's how I always felt like, you know, Tannehill was kind of good, not they were They were like perennially like like, next year is, is Tannehill's year. He's really going to take that step forward. Right. And then he left and went and backed up Mariota. Eventually they benched Mariota. They brought in Tannehill, and now he's he's been killing it. I mean, since he's come back, I mean, we're almost 16 games in, and he's been mega efficient. So I don't know if Dalton can quite do that, but there is a there is a recipe out there for success for Andy Dalton. Now the issue here is that, like, Dalton will face the same shit that Dak did. I mean, Dak was putting up video game numbers, and we were still losing. Yeah. So – I don't know well, if Dalton's going to suddenly like, make this team right. win, but like, you know, I think he can go out there and give you, if your defense can suddenly figure out how to keep opponents under 30, I think he can keep you in some games, but well, that's where we have to pivot. So I had a buddy text me about the season. I was like, man, the, the problem isn't Dalton. Like this is probably the most talented offensive roster that Dalton's ever been around. Um, yeah. They had some good. They had some good weapons in 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 Cincy uh, in his peak. I'm not gonna say that. AJ Green was was a monster, and Eifert had a great year too. They've had a plethora of above average running backs, but dude, this team we, we've seen what all three of these receivers can do, um, and we have Zeke. You know, now the bad thing about Dalton is someone was showing that Dalton with a clean pocket has a very nice passer rating and Dalton under pressure has a very poor passer rating. I'll say this, the the offensive line looked significantly better on Sunday than it has. Now they're playing against the giants who are garbage, but I noticed it less than I had in previous weeks. Well, I think we should probably go ahead and pivot to the game itself. Um, Sure. We touched on the quarterback situation and just sort of see what we're facing. Because once again, the Dallas defense, uh, I guess you can say they were better. They did have a fumble six touchdown, Andy, but fuck, they gave up 31 to a team that hadn't. We had just outlined last week. Yeah, 34, thank you, to a team we outlined on last week's pod had not scored over, what, 17 and or had done it once in garbage time. Like they hadn't scored over 10 in two Well, they hadn't scored a touchdown in like five games. They hadn't scored, they had three total points in the first quarter all year. And they were up fourteen to three on this team, seventeen to three at one point. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. So um, the Cowboys did ha- put together a nice opening drive. Um, you know, Dak very pretty pass heavy. Dak orchestrating a nice uh, drive down the field. They ended up getting to 
uh, all the way down to the Giants four, um, and got a do penalty you, for an illegal shift. Think, and then, do you think that? Sorry, I was going to say about our red zone that we're worse than other teams, or that we just viscerally know that our red zone team isn't good. Like, you I can't I mean? tell, man. Um, like, is it just like confirmation we, bias that now every time it happens, I'm like, of course we stall in the fucking red zone. I, you know what? I just I I can't even really bitch about the offense. Like they score forty points every fucking game. Like what more can I possibly ask for? Like the now and and I don't even know what the Cowboys would do in a game where they're not down because they're always down now. So like. <laughs> Dude, they, we said last week they'd taken seven snaps with the lead, and they didn't really get much more in this game. I mean, they, they probably got 20 or so, but it, was, it wasn't like they were front-running at all in this game. No, they, had the, they got the lead uh, right before time. the end of the first half, and then they held the lead until the fourth. Until the fourth, they got it tied up, and then they, yeah. So they for the second half of this game, they had the lead, but like, yeah. So... They do stall in the red zone here. They kick a field goal to go up 3-0. However, immediately, I mean, same shit that we've seen all the time. Devontae Freeman's, like, reanimated corpse oh is going for nine yards a carry. He looks um, good. Daniel Jones is, <laughs> yeah, I mean, nine yards. He gets nine yards on his first two carries each. Uh, he gets another nine-yard carry. I mean, he had, I'm trying to look here. He had, like, something like 40 yards on four touches. In, on the first drive. Um, and they got a touchdown, no problem. It took them four and a half minutes. They went 75 yards. I mean, Jason Garrett looked, you know, it looked like Jason Garrett's offense just carving us up. Um, the Cowboys would get the ball back down seven to three. And on, uh, and after, you know, moving the chains once, uh, Dak tried to toss a little ball out to Zeke. It went just over Zeke's uh, fingertip, right into the hands of some linebacker. No one knows for a 46-yard pick six. Uh, Dude, and so 14-3 uh, right the, there. I, I know this is the uh, uh, Dak just went down, but that was a bad throw. I still love the guy, obviously. It, was, it wasn't a good throw. It wasn't a good throw. Um, and I mean, you know, guys make bad throws. It is what it is. Um, I know. It just, he had some God, great we, throws. We in see ourselves too. in the it, – it, he did this, and unfortunately, season's over. But he, we had a lot of games where he didn't really look off, but he had like one mistake in the first quarter. And since our defense couldn't stop anyone, we would instantly begin every game like down fourteen. Like that's what it would. Well, and like. that's that's one of the things. This one, this one obviously was a, a pick six. But like the bad thing about this year has been that every mistake the offense makes translates directly into points for the other team. So there's mm-hmm. never like. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know they made a mistake, but at least we held them to a field goal. It's like well, and on the flip side, you're not giving your offense any short fields to capitalize either. So our Zero. offense will move. Yeah, I mean the ball, you know, thirty one, yards sometimes and punt. Exactly, and that's I mean, and this time, uh, the Cowboys do get the ball back, but on the first play from scrimmage, Dak takes a bad sack. Uh, they would try to get the ball. They were they started at second and seventeen, and. They tried to move the ball to Tony Pollard. He had a nice little run there, but they end up punting. Three plays, two yards. Um, Giants would get the ball in their own 25. They drive down the field. Uh, defense did stop them on the Cowboys 37, so they forced a field goal. And so now uh, the Cowboys are getting the ball with 13-30 to play in the second quarter, and it's 17-3. I posted on um, our uh... – I posted our our chat at the time, Andy, to uh, to the podcast. Or, I mean, to the the Twitter's 
uh, the podcast official Twitter. So check that out, uh, fans, and you can see just just where Andy was. He said, "100, percent we're losing this game." I'm not even gonna. Dude, watch I was. <laughs> I dude, I was seriously like, I mean, because um, this team is so bad. Well, the Giants are so fucking bad, and they were oh, yeah. romping us. Um, but fortunately, like on this drive, the Cowboys did put together a, a classic Cowboys drive. Ton of plays, ton of yards, long. So 14 plays, 75 yards, seven minutes. Um, Zeke was was moving the chains nicely. Pollard got involved. Dak hit some uh, some nice uh, short passes here. Uh, and we get all the way down to the one-yard line, and they just let Zeke punch it in. Um, and so now it's 17-10. It's a little bit more respectable. And then luckily on the next position by the Giants um, – they the defense actually got them into a third and long. Um, unfortunately, they hit Golden Tate for uh, an eleven yard catch. So I was just like, "Fuck, here we go again." But then on Cowboy first and goal, uh, yeah. And but then first and ten from the New York thirty-seven, Tank Lawrence, which I literally texted you. I think I was like, "Is my game cast wrong?" I was I was uh, texting angrily on my phone and I missed the play. So I think that's the only reason it happened because I still have never seen. <laughs> Tank takes sack Danny Jones, strip sack. Anthony Brown caught it on the one hop and took it 29 yards for a TD. Um, I'm glad he's back. So the Cowboys tie it up. Yeah, I mean, hey, I'll take everything. Like, we're getting, we're supposed to get LVE back this week. Thank God. Like, I'll take anything. Um, And maybe each one of those little pieces just adds a little bit and maybe they'll become adequate at some point. So it's now tied up. Uh, the Giants would kick a field goal on their next possession, and then the Cowboys would get the ball back with uh, only 51 seconds to go in the half. Um, so this is honestly—I uh, wanted to bring that up. That field goal drive. Remember they—they—they they, uh, they tried that cute little uh, Evan Ingram fake field goal, and they got an illegal, illegal shift. Dude, that, if you go to the Giant, I went to the Giants subreddit after this game, and they were 100% on the like. The refs took two touchdowns from us. Like they sounded like I do. When I was gonna say they would have they very much like Andy definitely on the flip side of this. I would have fucking lost my fucking mind if two touchdowns were nullified by penalty. Dude, um, that so they do, too, he was like, I, it's one of those like, yeah, okay, by the letter of the law, but you're also like, ooh, that was ticky. Yeah. Oh, it's very, it's very much like technically correct, but you're a douche. So how often do you call that? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It reminded me of, I can't remember what the penalty was. Do you remember that penalty we got in the playoffs? Like Bryce Brown got it like failure to return oh, yeah. to the huddle. And they were like, they haven't yeah. called this since 1978 or something. I it was, was just like, weird. All they right. called it. yeah, it was against the playoffs and it was a 15 yarder. We were like, yeah, I was like, so what, like, what is, what, what? Like, <laughs> They were like, yeah, back in the day, if you didn't return to the huddle, it meant you were a commie. So <laughs> 25 yards. He's <laughs> just like, what? Like, why is this in the book? So we did get a little blessing there. And then we did take the lead for the first time. We marched down the field on this drive. This um, was a great drive. This is this is class. This is like what Dak gives you right here. So we have 51 seconds to go in the half, um, starting on our own 25. Uh, and Dak hits a beautiful 26-yard pass to CeeDee Lamb, who had a fucking beast of a game today. Like, this was a coming-out party for CeeDee Lamb. So, he hits Lamb again for six yards. Uh, there's a timeout, and then on second and fourth of the New York 43, uh, there's an incompletion before. On third and four, Dak goes deep to CeeDee Lamb again for 21 yards, 
they I don't know how like, he made this catch. He got they try to fuck my boy the up. They they give an unnecessary roughness for targeting CD and CD's like he's not a big dude, dude. He's like looks like a popsicle stick out there, but he just he took this hit pop up, right dude. back up. Yeah. Um, so we get the we get the 21 yards and the penalty, and suddenly we're on the New York eleven. And we run a cute little uh, trickeration. Dak hands it off to Zeke, who runs a little double reverse to Cedric Wilson, who then throws up. We ran effectively the Philly special. And Dak Prescott, the man who will literally do anything to win, catches a touchdown, kind of in double coverage, to be honest with you. There were two guys right around him. Cedric threw a dime, bro. It was a dime, and he walks right into the end zone in the corner. And I was like, damn, dude, this guy's a beast. And I had Dak in fantasies. So you know I was pumped. Yeah, that was sick. Um, so sick yeah, they go into the, they go into the halftime twenty four twenty. I mean, I you know what? I'm just like, it, this play actually makes me more sad because it's just like Dak is literally down for whatever, dude. Dak's out there catching touchdowns. Yeah, Dak's out drive, there dude. blocking people. Next, yeah, last drive of the season for him too. Because the next one, uh, so they come out New York, they get a field goal. So now it's a one point game. And then we're driving, and we call like a little. Basically, we get all the way to their twenty-seven goat after a couple nice little, nice little plays again to CD. Um, and and Tony Pollard had a decent little game, and then man, Dak, the play we're talking about, man, just a little, just a weird play, man. It's just a little QB designed run, and he gets tackled at a weird angle, and um, just fucks his entire ankle up, man. It was tough to watch. It was horrible. They they then put in Dalton, who takes a really bad sack for a five yard loss in his first snap. Um, but then on third and six from the New York twenty three, dude, this, this catch from CD. This is a horrible throw. It's like way behind CD Lamb, but CD just like just ridiculous matrix and neo body control, just like lays out backwards and comes down with it. This was some Megatron shit, dude. I was just blown away by it. CD and Michael Gallup both had catches in this game where I was just like, God damn, these guys are talented. Um, And so that gave us first and 10 for the New York 12. And then this was fucking angry Zeke, dude. This was like, you hurt my my boy, Zeke Elliott, who just found a seam. I mean, this is what I'm talking about with like the, uh, the line starting to play a little better. I was seeing like more running lanes for Zeke than I had seen in previous weeks. And this was one of the plays that, that would definitely count towards that. Um, but yeah, Zeke just gashed him just right up walks untouched into the end zone for 12 yard touchdown. Um, so the Cowboys go up 31, 23, uh, not too shabby. Um, it really turns into awesome. like a little bit of a defensive battle all of a sudden. They get a it does. The, the defense actually like they came out playing hard on the next drive too. Um, you know, they they get to third and 13 uh, and uh, they actually get a sack on Danny Jones here. Uh, Everson Griffin and uh, Jalen Smith, who I'm not going to say Jalen Smith like redeemed himself or anything crazy like that. Obviously, but... all accounts, whether it's pro football focus, eye test, film guys, this was Jalen Smith's best game of the season. Jalen Smith played significantly better. Um, I will add that Jalen Smith is currently third in the NFL in tackles, so he's he's out there trying. I know he's not the best player in the world. I do think having LVE back will significantly free up Jalen to like do his thing, like rush the passer, kind of play spy, rove, that kind of thing. So 
But he had a he had a hell of a game, dude. He was in on some sacks. He was out there. He got some tackles for loss. He was doing some run stuffing. He looked significantly better. So I was stoked. Um, and they, yeah, they do they they force a three and out, three plays, negative six yards. Um, Giants are forced to punt. Dalton really couldn't get anything going though. I mean, they pretty much knew this was going to be the Zeke show, so they stuff Zeke on the first play. Um, he just can't really connect with Cooper. Uh, and so they do, they do one pass that they do. He does hit Cooper for eight yards, but then incomplete. And so they they go three and out, they punt, um, the giants get a field goal on their next drive. So they're now within five. It's also, then, they missed the one they bitched about where they had a, I think they had a touchdown called back or is that earlier? The one to Slayton, you know what I'm talking about? I don't, I can't remember. Yeah, this is, I, this, but yes, they do have two touchdowns called back in this game um so on this next drive hell yeah i'll take it we certainly get on the other end of a couple of those so on the first play from scrimmage on this one uh dalton just fucks up the snap and just dude i I, we were in the group chat people were like is dalton the still the best quarterback (laughs) in the division which like i understand the logic but like as we're typing that he just fucks up and like can't even hold the ball and just dies and just like gives and like you fuck up the snap you can't even fall on it correctly like he gives it up yeah. so the, the the giants get the ball on our 17 and of course they score a touchdown and they get a two point conversion um so now it's 34 31 uh dalton would go out there and effectively uh lead a, a nice little drive honestly like they uh they give it to Zeke who gets face masked so they get 15 yards there. Uh, Dalton hits uh, Gallup. Zeke does his thing. He's Zeke is just moving the chains on this drive. He's going seven yards, four yards, seven yards. Um, Pollard gets a nice little nine yard run in there, and then uh, they get all the way down to the New York 22 at the two minute warning. Um, they just cute. can't. Yeah, they get kind of cute. And unfortunately, uh, Tony Pollard gets blasted for a seven-yard loss. And uh, they try to go to CeeDee Lamb. He gets a 10-yard gain. But at this point, this was where I was like kind of pissed because we had been moving down the field, throwing the ball forward. And then as soon as we got inside the 25, we just started going like really lateral, like lots of left and right screen shit, reverses, stuff like that. Then they on third and 19, they actually throw the ball forward again, and we get 10 yards, but obviously that's not enough. So on fourth and nine, Zerline goes out there. I'll tell you this. Greg the Leg is a good kicker, but he makes me so fucking nervous with how he kicks the ball because it always like, cur- curls straight. in. It's like watching a golfer yeah, like, that can't hit straight, but they like find the fairway, but it's like everything. Well, it, it reminds – like obviously I don't yeah. watch as much golf as you, so I always compare it to like you watch like soccer players take free kicks – and like, you know, the, the bend right. it like Beckham a little bit, like you watch it go out and like on the camera, when you're looking straight down at the goalpost, you can see it come right of the post and you're like, oh, fuck. And then it drifts back in and you're just like, oh, well, fuck, man, don't do that to me. Like that was terrifying. So he does hit this 40 yarder. Um, and so that ties it back up. Um, and so this is honestly right here. This is a huge drive right here for the defense so the giants get the ball at their 24 um they do move the ball a little bit yeah um they do move the chains once uh on the first on the second play uh they get a 14 yard completion to slayton Uh, but after that lewis gets stuffed for a one yard loss by jalen smith 
Um, they get a two-yard gain on a short pass, and there's an incompletion to Lewis, and they've got a punt and hope their defense can hold them. And so, with Dude. 52 seconds to go in the fourth so, quarter, Dallas gets quick, the ball on the 12-yard line. This is the drive we're talking about Dalton can give you. Like, if this was last year and this was Cooper fucking Rush had taken over, oh, you're like, fucked. We're, we're done. Like, this isn't happening. Like, Dalton, these are good throws that he makes on this drive. For sure. So... First and 10, he goes incomplete to Lamb. Second and 10 from the 12, he hits Cooper, who Cooper like shakes a tackle and Only takes it at like full 15. Day, that was, I mean, Cooper was not like a huge highlight of this game, but this was a very okay, crucial Okay, so pitch. it was big. I think also people complained about Coop disappearing. Like, one he had, uh, I forget that kid's name. Bradbury was on him, who's apparently a very good corner. He just played for the Giants. So, well, he and Cooper only played like what, like half the snaps. Yeah, and then they rotated the receivers out a lot. I think he after the game they said he'd be fine for today, but you know, Coop, he's like Tyron. It feels like he's always nursing something. For sure. So anyway, they, Dallas takes the timeout here. Forty seconds to play. First and ten um, from our twenty-seven. Dalton goes down the sideline for 20 yards to Gallup. They have to officially booth replay this one. Uh, Gallup just a nasty toe drag touchdown, or not touchdown, but just catch on the sideline. Amazing catch from Gallup, and he wasn't done. First and 10 for the Dallas, 46. He goes deep to Gallup again for 38 yards. This was the catch of the day. This was Mm -hmm. straight up Des Bryant being channeled into the young Michael Gallup. We've called him baby Des from the jump. This Dude, was Des and honestly, like Des said, just throw it to thirteen. Something good will happen, and then and then was, when he did it, he tweeted "mic drop," which I thought was yeah. so tight. <laughs> and just like, man, that this corner from New York just straight up form tackles Gallup before the ball even gets to him, and Gallup's just like, whatever, dude, catches it anyway. Gallup has to like fully bend over, like scorpion style, backwards. Got, somehow got two feet in. Might have even had his knee in. Um. And do this with 30 seconds left. So this. I mean, it's not even like, oh, man, we just got in field goal range. Like, this is a fucking play, man. Um, yeah. I heard it's interesting, Andy, that I'm going to share to you that they said, like, a lot of people think like backups or rookies are much more comfortable, like dinking and dunking. But they actually say one of the safest throws in all of football for young quarterbacks is, and I know he's not a young quarterback, but backup quarterback is is the 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 go route because it's usually just one on one coverage most of the time. Worst case, it's incomplete. So yeah. that anyway, I, I just thought that was fascinating. You're not anyway, trying to you're not trying to like fit it into a tight window. You're just kind of like trying to put it in a place where your guy can make a play. And like you said, if you fuck up, you're kind of just throwing it out of bounds. We have so. three guys that can make a play on this team, man. Yeah, for sure. So, um, and you, I'm assuming you're referring to Dalton Schultz, Dalton Schultz, and <laughs> Dalton Schultz. He had a quiet game. Uh, the Schultz tribe was not as uh, uh, not as, as one catch for six yards. But um, so yeah, that was that was kind of it. They they end up getting into field goal range here. Uh, Greg right. Zerline trots out there. Uh, they only had three seconds left, so they couldn't even really run another play. Um, but they go out there. Greg Zerline hits a 34-yard field goal to seal it. Cowboys win 37-34. Obviously, like we said, a Pyrrhic victory with uh, watching Dak Prescott go down. Um, but it does put a 2-3 and three Dallas Cowboys 
with uh, 163 points for and 180 against in first place in the NFC. It was it was a must win. We were very bitter going in, and I told pretty much Cowboy fans, like, don't get your hopes up by winning this game. It doesn't mean we're good. A three-point victory against maybe the second-worst team in the league. Uh, it's not exactly awe-inspiring, but – at the same token, you needed it. You had to have it if you have any chance of winning this division still. And uh, I still think with Dalton that's wholly possible because Washington and New York just aren't going to compete. Philly played Pitt, who's going to be tough. We have to play Pitt, too, this year. Um, they tried to come back. They did not. Wins through a couple more picks. So if they're now take, one, uh, three and one. So we're now a half game up on Philly. And uh, it might be, it might come down to that half game, honestly. To to put into perspective just how bad the New York Giants are offensively, if you take their three highest scoring games of the season from before this and add their point totals together, it's 37 points. And they scored 34 in this game. So that's the problem, dude. That, so we can go and we can discuss Dalton as much as we. We want this offense. I think he'll actually be pretty okay. I think what you'll really see is they're going to lean on Zeke a little bit more. Um, we'll probably have those old Cowboy games where they grind out long possessions. Uh, you know, he's still going to toss it down, but you're, you're not going to quite see them as pass happy would be my guess. Um, but the problem is this defense, man, is still... Yeah, I mean, from an offensive standpoint, you looked fine. Um, you know, Dak before we went out was sixty-six percent completions. He did have a pick, but and no touchdowns, but he hadn't really gotten to work yet. He did catch a touchdown pass. Uh, Zeke uh, was nineteen for ninety-one with two touchdowns. Um, very respectable day. Tony Pollard. Pollard with six touches for thirty yards. Um, that's that six to eight. Six to ten touches is like a perfect Pollard game, in I my opinion. I think you'll see that. I think ideally you see about 20 touches for Zeke and about, yeah, like six or seven for Pollard. And I think um, they'll both be asked to be leaned on. Like, we're not, yeah. we have an embarrassment of riches. So Dalton will have a chance to be successful. Most definitely. Um, from a receiver standpoint, uh, CD had eight for 124. Uh, Gallup with four for 73. Uh, obviously, with like the the crucial 38 yard catch at the end of the game. Amari a very quiet two for 23. Uh, Cedric Wilson threw a touchdown pass. Um, defensively, uh, you come out of this with two sacks. Not fucking great. Um, Demarcus Lawrence had his first sack, which was really nice to see. Jalen Smith had a good game. Seven solo tackles, 14 total tackles, three and a half tackles for loss, which was great. Two QB hits. hits. Now, let me say this. One of these touchdowns, the touchdown that that, uh, old, what's his name? Lockdown Uh, and Brown? No, the the guy on the Giants, Evan Ingram, the walk-in TD that he scored at the beginning of the game. Yeah, literally wide open. Everson Griffin made. Oh yeah, no, dude, I, I have, that was. I mean, dude, I don't want to just dog on Everson Griffin, but he he looks really washed at this stage of the game, and some of him and Poe look just fucking. This bad. this play in particular, like. It looked like me trying to make that tackle. You know what I mean? Just like flat-footed, 
juked out he of your had, shoes. He had Evan Ingram like seven yards up behind the goal line, and he still got beat to the sideline. To the, and like, it wasn't it was, like, oh, and it wasn't like he grabbed onto Evan Ingram's shoes and the guy just slipped out. It was like Evan Ingram just walked around him. And he yeah. just kind of like fell over. It was it was rough, dude. I haven't um, seen a tackle that bad since that that one Golden Tate put on Jeff Heath on the sideline last year. I'll Remember? tell you what, the one of the guys I work with, there's a guy uh, that I work with, uh, another rep on my team who's a big Raiders fan, and he texted me because Jeff Heath had a big big pick in their game against Mahomes, and he was like, "Hell yeah, dude, Jeff Heath, dude, I, I what an upgrade. I'm, I like him so much better than our old safety." And I was like, "Ooh." Don't fall in love with Jeff Heath, buddy. He'll burn you. Heath made yeah, shout out Jeff Heath, by the way. But yeah, he's he's the king of splash plays and on both sides. Like very good and very bad. So but anyway, go uh it does suck because we're now without Dak, who was having a killer year, was on sort to break all was on pace to break all sorts of crazy records. Um, but I will say this, you know, we are prepared at the backup spot way more than we have in any other year. And we have a new coaching staff. And this is, I mean, as much as we all want to sit here and mourn, you know, the end of Dak season, like it's, it's next man up time, man. And this is what coaching staffs get paid for. And I'm, I'm a little bit excited to see what McCarthy can do with this team because I'm quite frankly, no, no, for sure. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that like, this sounds terrible, but like, I almost hope that they do pretty bad. Like I never root against the Cowboys, but like, I mean, honestly, they're not going to win anything this year. So like, I would almost rather them get premium draft picks. Dak comes back. We get a we get a top three pick. Go get a primo left tackle and a fucking top of the second round corner, and let's go like go for a, a real playoff run next year. I mean, obviously you don't like throw the season away and tank, but like you know, I, I it would kind of honestly for me, I'm gonna be kind of pissed if we win eight games with Andy Dalton. I'm gonna be like, okay, tight. Like we'll get the 19th pick, and cool. Taco Charleston. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'm hot. remembering that 2015 season when Roma wasn't out, and I just watching like Kellen Moore and fucking Whedon quarterback those teams, man. I, I yeah, it sucked, I but it mean, also but let dude, us load up. It also that also let us load up on young talent that made well, 2016 yeah, we got Zeke impossible. The next year. I get it. We got, I know, Z, we I got just, Cheeto, we got Lewis, we got Malik Collins. I mean, I loved Romo so much when he went down. I kind of wanted us to suck so that fans appreciated sure. Romo. But now I'm at the point, like, not that I don't love Dak. I don't want to be that. I, I just, I still love Dallas more. And I still would not want to lose the division to shitty Philly. So I agree. We're probably not going anywhere, but I kind of hope we can we win do. the division at like five and 11. That'd be perfect. Yeah. I just don't think you want, uh, well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how I feel, but I don't think I want our first year head coach coming in and fucking winning five games his first year. So, I mean, if that's what it takes to get fucking Mike Nolan fired, then so be it. Like that dude needs to go with the quickness. So he does need to go. Fortunately, uh, uh, the rest of the division, the the rest of the division helped us out. Uh, You know, the Eagles went out and lost to Pittsburgh's. They're now one, three and one. A lot of people Uh, think that they look, 
good in that loss, which I thought was a weird take. Dude, I had I had dude, in our group chat, we had people being like, because Miles Sanders did have a sick touchdown, he had like a 74 yard TD. And he had like 10 yards outside of that. We had people being like, he he had six yards outside of that. So <laughs> and we immediately had people being like, is Philly the best team in the division? I was like, at what, dude? Like they're See, garbage that's why, everywhere. That's why, dude. I can't, like, that's why I can't root for the tank I mean, job. I can't. I mean, stand. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz threw his. He had five. He got sacked five more times. He had two more picks. That brings Carson Wentz to ten picks in five games. Amazing. Just yeah, he's truly on Eli Manning level of bad now. That's so bad. Uh, and then Washington went to play. Uh, they were at home against the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, they got just their ass kicked, thirty to ten. Uh, they are now one in four. They they threw Kyle Allen out there. Uh, he actually looked pretty decent. His first like series, he he ran in a touchdown. He looked like he was gonna be good, and then Jalen Ramsey oh. just ended his fucking career. Bro, what real is quick. Alex Smith doing still playing football? Like it's a great story, but God, dude, I like, I am not into so the whole. People were acting like that was this him. really like wonderful romantic thing bro you need to if he was if if he went okay if he was on a different team i think i would have felt different about it alex smith being back out there for the washington reds washington football team who (laughs) very nearly lost him his leg like not only did he get hurt which isn't their fault but their medical staff bungled that whole thing and he almost had his leg amputated if you watch that that, that espn like docky they did about him coming back. I don't know if you saw it, but he's still like at risk for like one. He almost like died. Yeah. But he's still at risk. Like I can't, his wife and kids were, and they kept cutting to his wife and kids in the stands. I was like, dude, don't do this. Like I am not into this at all. Um, He started next week. That's a terrible idea. They're awful. (laughs) Um, They, I mean, it's it's between us and Philly and who can really, maybe float around 500 because neither of these teams, like you said, are very good. Um, yeah, they're terrible. So, and they're, they're just as beat up as we are. Minus quarterback situation. So we go, we get to go play the Cardinals on Monday night. Uh, yes, there's a chance we will have LVE back. That would be very cool. We'll see about Cheeto. Uh, the Cardinals are a hard team to figure out. They're three and two. Um, it's a cliff coach team, dude. He's not, yeah, a they're very coach. cliff. They've got Kyler. Who's like, incredibly exciting but also like throws interceptions and like you know they well, do have the best think, receiver uh, in the nfl right now like the guy the leading receiver in the nfl uh yeah. deandre hopkins who is still deandre hopkins um they beat the shit out of the jets which is to be expected uh obviously fade the jets um i don't know you know it's a three we're, we're we are a three-point dog in this game um I think it's maybe <laughs> I, two and a half I, all of a sudden. I'm I'm staying I'm staying away from this one, man. I, I have no idea who's gonna win this game. Um I'm excited because obviously Kyler Kyler Murray went to our high school. So we, we and you know Bro, Cliff was the coach of tech. That's a cool little and it's combination being played there. In Terry World, be prepared for that to be shoved down your throat this weekend. As yo, far do, as like, yo, do you think they're gonna punch, mention that I Kyler's would, played here? Oh god. I would bet I hope that's a prop bet somewhere so I can dump money into it. Of the number Kyler, of times. Kind of mentioned the fact that Kyler Kyler's record in Texas Stadium is undefeated. Oh, and or whatever. dude, the, and it's gonna be so sickening when they're just like, 
I guess you could say he's had a little bit of success at this building before, and they're going to show a highlight of him like juking some five eight white kid from Duncanville out of his shoes on his way to his like ninety sixth consecutive state title there at is Allen. Zero chance that they do not mention his career at Allen. Like, hey, it, fuck it. Hey, that's what happens when you when you play for a motherfucking powerhouse, perennial powerhouse dynasty like Allen, Texas, baby, that only produces champions, champion quarterbacks, champion podcasters. I mean, yeah. it is what it is. It is what it is. So that will be a fun game. I am looking forward to it. Monday night football is always fun to play on. Um, so we'll see. Um, they, in, have a uh, weird, uh, they have a weird season go. They beat San Fran week one, which was a quality win before San Fran, like completely lost every healthy player on their yeah, team. They're bad now. Yeah, they, they are bad now. Um, then they beat Washington, who sucks. Then they lost to Detroit at home, ugly loss. Then they lost to the Panthers, which the Panthers are three and two, but I still think that's a bad loss, especially by ten. And then they smushed the Jets, who are absolute garbage. So you're right; they're really hard to have a pulse on this team at all. Yeah, uh, we're playing them. Washington and New York play each other, so someone technically has to win. I think. I, I mean, think it could be a tie. Fights, I don't think bum fights were legal. Not anymore. Not after the uh, famous uh, Bum Fights DVD collection of the early 2000s. But and then Philly is playing Baltimore, so that'll be a fun beatdown to watch. I will oh. be viewing that. Yeah, they're like ten point. They're actually only eight point dogs. We may want to bet. That. We may want to um, hammer. Speaking of, <laughs> is well, there you want to get? Is there anything you want to get to before we we dive into? Yeah, let's, let's go predictions. I know you said you have no idea, but what's your gut telling you about this game, man? I mean, uh, I don't think there's anyone that can cover. Uh, it really, uh, it's really tough because I don't know if LV is back. If LV is back, we might have an, a better time covering Kyler. If we don't, then I think Kyler's going to run all over us. And I don't think we have a corner or a safety that can cover Nuck. So I think it could get out of hand if that's the case. With LV back, I don't know, man. I think I think we lose this one. I think it's close. Um. I'm going to say 27-24 Cardinals. Yeah, I was going to say 28-27 Cardinals. I think they do just – I think we – I think it's close. I think they score really late to beat It's so hard to choose. It's so hard to predict wins for a team with a defense as bad as ours. Like – Well, and we don't know what Dalton will do, but I still think he can score on – Carolina, I mean, on on uh, Arizona. Arizona's actually, I don't know, they're giving up about 20 points a game. But like if I Dalton said, really I, sucks, I, if Dalton really goes out there and stinks up the joint, will we get to see the legend, Garrett Gilbert, get some burn? <laughs> so we poached him from the Browns practice squad. I can't believe that guy's still collecting NFL checks. I've said it for I a long time, dude. He's actually the number two, maybe? I don't, don't Danucci's inactive right now, so I think he's like hurt. But oh um, shit! So it is Garrett Gilbert too. It is Garrett Gilbert. I think I have said it for a long time. If you are a five star player on Rivals, especially if you're like the number one player in the country, you've got at least three stops in the NFL before they really give up on you. I mean, Bryce Brown. And people probably don't know who that is. Bryce Brown was this like all everything running back prospect who went to. He was going to go to Miami, but then he was going to go to Kansas State. But then he ended up signing at Tennessee with Lane Kiffin. And then he lasted for like literally a game 
and then he quit the team. And then he went to Kansas State, and he lasted there for like maybe half a year. I don't think he ever played it down there. And then he quit football. And then he went to the Combine. He went undrafted. And then he somehow got onto the Eagles. And he had like two or three 100-yard games in a row for the Eagles. And then he was a Buffalo for a while. I mean, the thing is, is like obviously it's not the rating. It's the fact that if you have a five-star rating on Rivals, you do have some level of like God-given talent, and Bryce Brown definitely did. Garrett Gilbert was a guy that when he was at Lake Travis – I watched him in the state championship game throw for like six touchdowns in three quarters. Like he didn't even play the whole game. He was so much better than everyone. He went to UT. I thought he was going to honestly be all everything at UT. I think he got a little mentally fucked up when Colt got hurt and they threw him in against Bama in the national title game. He didn't even know where his helmet was at the time. So he actually like didn't do that bad. He did way worse the next season. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, well, but, I mean, not everyone can be Sam Ellinger. It's tough. Oh, Sam Ellinger, the Kmart <laughs> Tim Tebow. Oh, we almost made it a full podcast without ragging on Texas. Almost. Do you think that if uh, I see that's why you you want the Cowboys to win? I feel like if we lose enough games, we got a shot to be in that top five, and we can go get Ellinger. <laughs> that's true, man. And he's like. He's really if they good. Did, like, if they did that, like, not like passing and stuff, but like he'd actually fit right in at Dallas. You know, he waits till the game gets like down twenty points, and then he mounts like a really improbable comeback, but usually comes up a little short. So, if the Cowboys did that, if they got a top five pick and they used it on Sam Ellinger, would you even watch the team anymore? It was like when Manziel almost went to Dallas. I I don't know if I. Honestly, no, because Manziel is such a shithead. I, I guess I'd root for us, but I would definitely be on team. Well, it's like how the Eagles are feeling right now. They got they went out there and burned a pick on fucking Jalen Hurts, who like Dude, goes out there they, for one snap a game. Their wide receiving cores are so bad. They have a dude named like Travis like Fulgham catching balls for he them. He had a good game last year, last week. Yeah, he balled, but dude, they they have to be so mad looking at this 2020 class that has like CeeDee Lamb, Ruggs, Judy, Claypool. Like this whole class is fucking eating. There are guys in like the fourth round. I mean, dude, Justin Jefferson, who's yeah, like Justin killing Jeff- it. Like, and even T. Higgins has been okay for Cincy. Like, fuck, man. And yeah, they, and mean, meanwhile, they they're took, out there like they, they, were, got- they were unwilling to trade their second round pick, who they spent on a backup quarterback. To move up, mm, I'd be pissed if I was Philly. They so on Sunday they had Travis Fulgram, JJ Arcega, Whiteside, and Greg Ward out there doing their thing. Meanwhile, Dude, Chase Ch- rack on that guy so hard. Chase Claypool had seven for one ten and three touchdowns and a rushing touchdown against them, and he also had a touchdown called back, so he could have had a five touchdown game against them on Sunday, like in their eye. <laughs> like they're just like, fuck. Dude, not to mention like CD lambs leading the rookies and receiving yards. So CD lamb is like the fifth leading receiver in the NFL right now. I'm pretty sure. Let me look it up. It makes sense though, because we've been down in every game and back yeah. like 700 yards. But that being said, CD's been incredible. Um, CD is the fifth dude, people leading do receiver need to in the NFL. Slow right their now. role on like the whole. What can we get for Amari Cooper? Like, well, let's let's slow the roll. Let okay. me just tell you this: 
the trades that I've seen people think that they can get for Amari Cooper are amazing. Like there are people right now on Reddit that openly think that we can go. They're like, okay, if we give the Jets have no good wide receivers, we'll give them Amari. They'll give us their first round pick, maybe a second as well. <laughs> I'm like, they're not giving us the number one overall pick for fucking Amari Cooper. Like, I love Amari. That's not how first round picks work. Like, no team that has the first over the first overall pick is worth like multiple first round picks most of the time. If you know it's you know what I mean? Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And then I saw someone like, do you think who did they say? Do you think we could get a fourth for Amari? I was like, would you even like want to do that trade? Like, what do you get out of that? Like an extra fourth rounder to <laughs> salary? Like, why? Dude, and, so and then there's the whole fun. there's already the whole crowd that are like, we need to just tank and get Lawrence. Which I'm just like, what not are our tank Lawrence? No, they want to get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Which yeah. which I'm just like, if you go get Trevor Lawrence, your hope is that. In like two years, he's as good as Dak. And then maybe he's better. Someday. Yeah, look, we're not, even if we get, if the season goes way off the rails and we get a top 10 pick, they're not using it on a fucking quarterback. Ideally, we get a top 10 pick and we trade down and get extra picks so that we can fill in. Um, but, you know. Or if you want to use a premium pick, then we need to use it on a place that needs it. Like, we need a new left tackle. Like, dude, if we get a new primo left tackle and let kick Tyron over to the right side and let him like retire as like the the bonus well, tackle, you just paid Lael. He'll be back. Uh, I think, yeah, dude, Tyron. That's sad, man. Like, we're now. You know how many like starters we've lost to injury? I think I saw like ten on the season now. Let's let's think. Dak, Tyron. So on offense, Dak, Tyron, L, Looney, and Jarwin. So it's five yep. on offense. And then on defense, I think it's LVE. LVE, Tristan Hill, Cheeto. Uh Anthony who Brown, the, who we came Anthony back. Brown, and who do we cut? The t- the tackle from Tampa Bay. Um yeah, McCoy. Gerald McCoy. And even if you didn't want to use him, I guess you could say Sean Lee. He's been hurt too. He was but yeah. It's now, luckily, bad. we do get Randy Gregory back, so we will have some help there. Uh, the only thing I hated more was uh, then that play where Everson Griffin riffed so hard that he didn't even breathe on him, so he goes, we should cut him right now to make room for Randy. I was like, fuck, <laughs> just walk me, just walk me out of the right now. <laughs> just let me go and do something productive on Sunday. Dude, I, I like me and Ryan always talk about how, like, there's a weird category of of Cowboys fan where they're like really into the team, but they don't know anything about the team. Which oh, yeah. is a bizarre, a bizarre combination of things. Like, why would you follow a team very closely but not pay attention to any of it? So it's I don't know, man. It's so weird. Me and Ryan see it all the time on our Cowboys where they're just like and a lot of times the weird way it takes form is that their knowledge of the team stops at a certain point. So it's like their their like picture of the team is from two years ago. And so they're like they view all players as how they were two years ago and they like view that's where the talent is. And like even today I saw a guy post on Des Bryant's like respond to Des Bryant's Twitter and he was like, 
I wish you would just come to your senses and come back to the Cowboys instead of being a quitter. <laughs> like it's his choice. And you're like, what? like you you follow well, Des Bryant, you respond to Des Bryant's Twitter, and yet you think the situation is that one day Des Bryant just left the Cowboys and they're like begging him to come back, and he just refuses to come play. <laughs> like, well, that's why. Like, I don't know. I think. It's very hard to change an opinion, especially sports. Like I think that's why Roma was so blind for so long was a lot of casual fans just remember that, oh, yeah, he fumbled that snap. He can't get it done. And then forever, nothing ever mattered other than he just can't get it done for years. Yeah, that sucks ass. So I did uh, – Let me ask point, you this. I was listening to radio real quick. I was listening yeah. to – local radio and they took a caller who was like, Hey, what do you guys think the chances of a Jerry going out and getting his, uh, old guy Manziel? All right. I'll listen. I was like, what? <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Johnny Manziel is like three pounds of cocaine away from the NFL, dude, at this point, like he's years away. Like, let me ask you this. Jamal Adams tweeted that DK Metcalf is the new Megatron. What do you think of that analysis? Um, DK Metcalf's really fucking good. Uh, yeah, he saved our ass on our parlay. Yeah, he did. Oh, he did, man. That was sick. Um, he's really good. I think he's in like a perfect. Well, I don't know, man. That's tough. Megatron was so uniquely gifted that, and like he was like six five. And- That's that was my uh. My thoughts on it is just like DK Metcalf's so good and he's really phys- physically gifted, but like Megatron was like a creative player from a video game. Like if you saw Megatron in someone's Madden franchise, you'd just be like, "All right, dude, that's pretty lame of you to like go create this DK human monster." Or like Terrell Owens, like he's kind of a yeah, that's a fair dude. comparison. Like he's way faster and just has like all the physical tools, but I don't like Calvin. I don't know. Calvin was so clean and Cal- you know, I don't know. He, I don't think he's Calvin because Calvin was such freakish. I could say he's like T.O. I think is his best like comp, but yeah, he's really scary. Good. That leads us nicely into this week's degeneracy. So as always, ladies and gents, uh, if you are either morally opposed to gambling, uh, if you are, have a problem in the past with gambling, uh, please, you know, go ahead and, and turn off the podcast now as we will be getting into a little bit of degenerate talk. Uh, as always, uh, the if you do have a problem with gambling, please reach out to 1-800-522-4700, the National Council on Gambling Problems National Problem Gambling Helpline. Uh, we always wish for this to be fun and never cost anyone anything they can't afford. So... It was a hot weekend, baby, for bets will be bets, Ben. Let's recap, baby. Benny Sweets here. I got the sweetest picks of them all. Um, first off, I want to say the obvious. <laughs> fade the Jets, Andy. 5-0 and this year. Let's Fucking give it a fade Adam. the Jets. Thank you, Jets. Thank you, Adam Gase. You are on my Christmas card list forever, you unbelievable bum. I love it. Lost 30-10. to 10. Joe Flacco was out there starting. It was amazing. Um, easy money, man. Like easy money. Uh, the second one, uh, this was your gut pick. I actually didn't really love it. Cause I can't figure this team out, 
but we took Carolina straight up money line. They were two and a half point dogs to Atlanta. They easily cover. That one was sexy, man. That was a big one. Dude, I, I knew it. I just ah, I and you know what? Dan Quinn got fired the next day. So I think Ooh, yeah. the that that train is finally finally taken out off out of the station. But I just could not trust Atlanta to to cover any kind of line. So I knew Carolina had it in them. And they were coming in two and oh. Uh, without McCaffrey, so they've had something figured out. There. Yeah, oh man, they they went three straight. Watch out. Um, the other one I took, and this is the easiest call of all for anyone who's really looking for gambling advice besides fade the Jets. If Baltimore is a double digit favorite, you fucking spam on them. They mash bad teams to oblivion. Now, if it's a close game or close spread, I don't trust Baltimore. They don't play good teams as good. But, man, did they smash bad opponents, Andy. And once again, be more just buried their interdivision rival, Cincinnati. I knew that was that was a money pick. Um, we easily covered that one. They were, like, I think 12-point favorites. Uh, it was great. Um, Hell, yeah. That started 3-0. Then we had one other big one, a fourth bet, that was the 14 parlay. And... Right away, uh, the first one that we threw on was oh, uh, we took Washington to lose. Who did Washington face again? Uh, the, the Rams. Rams. Yeah, so that one was looking really good. The other noon game we had going, and the big one was we took the over, and we took Pittsburgh just to win. And what did I say? I saw that forty-four points, that forty-four point over under, and I was like, "That's sexy. I like that." So we took it. Steelers, they did magic for me. We were pretty much good by like the third quarter. We were, and then Philly came back, and I got real nervous. They missed a potential game winner, 57-yarder. Here's the weird thing, man. I think that somewhere along the lines, in college and in the pros, no one plays defense anymore. It's weird. (laughs) Like... All Life's the overs to best the under. That's what isn't what they the, say. The over unders are now like I looked at it this week. All the over unders are now at like in the fifties, which is a lot harder to gauge. But like every game now is like in college, it's all like fifty something to forty nine. Every pro game is like in the thirties. It's ridiculous. So the over under bets have become a lot sexier. Yes. Yeah, so then the last one that we needed was Seattle playing mini. We just bet them straight. These were money line bets. They're a seven point favorite. And man, dude, Seattle, this this they made us sweat this shit, dude. This they sweat. We sweated this one out. So first, they just look abysmal in the first half. Russ can't get on the field. They're just like Dalvin Cook is gashing their defense, and they're down like thirteen nothing. And then they score finally. Then they get a turnover score and a turnover score and all of a sudden we're like oh man seattle's cruising then they slow down again and let many take the lead and minnesota had a fourth and one to win that game they're like they could have either kicked a field goal to go up eight or try and just end it they tried to end it get stuffed and russ goes 96 yards for the fucking win or something like i don't know however many and threw a fourth down miracle that saved in us. In the rain, dude. 65 in the rain. Unit, 65 beautiful units on a 20-unit parlay. Oh, Russ, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so a perfect 4-0 week, the first perfect week in boys will be – or bets will be bets history. We double up. We double the bankroll in a single weekend. 
Oh, that was huge, man. We are now up 170 units. Ooh. God. Gosh, this is... I've never been so happy, man. So, Ben, I got a lock for you this week. Okay, so let's bring us to this week. The people don't care about how good we did. You're you're only as good as your current week. They want to know what do we got in store for them. I got a lock. So fucking locked down. They keep this shit underground at Fort Knox mm-hmm. with the it. Illuminati gold. Let me hear it. I got for you the Los Angeles Rams minus three and a half mm-hmm. against the San Francisco 49ers. Ooh. The 49ers got mashed by the Dolphins. The Rams are coming yep. off of a beatdown against the Red, the Washington football team. I think the Rams have got this in the bag. I got Rams with the points. It's a lock. I want to see if Jimmy G's playing, but obviously I'm taking your lock, but I feel a lot better if he's not. But he probably is. But either way, you know what? Either way, go. I do like the Rams. They've been good to us this year, actually. They We've have. Only... They have. Um, okay. I dig that. Um, the one I'm looking at, and I'm between two, and I don't know which one's more of a lock, but I like both of them. I'm not going to call either of them lock. Actually, I like three goat. I like the Ravens okay, okay. covering eight against. Philly. Oh yeah, that's that's a no brainer for sure. Spam that. Obviously, we're fading the Jets. I don't even know. The what Dolphins are going to. The Dolphins are eight and a half point favorites over the Jets. They're going to win by twenty. God, that line's gone up high. It was like <laughs> I don't even care. The, the Jets do not. They do not win. That just doesn't even happen. Yeah, they just cut Le'Veon Bell. I oh, fuck with that. Um, yeah, now it's eight. Actually, sick. Okay, that's good. We'll take Dolphins at eight, and then the other one I really like goat is I think I'm going to keep betting against Cleveland. I know they're four and one, but Pittsburgh three and a half. They do not going to lose to the Browns. Yeah, I, I do. I, I like that as well. Um, I'll tell you this. Uh, I was really, uh, I was tricked by the NFL Sims line. And I was like, the Steelers are seven and a half point favorites over the Browns. And I scrolled down and I was like, Oh, okay. Three and three a half. And a half. That's much better. But yeah, I, I, like I agree. I, we don't have any parlay if we do all those five straight. Um, but I'll tell you another one that is is kind of attractive to me is uh, Thursday night. Uh, we got – or no, sorry, not Thursday night. Um, the 3.30 game, Packers are two-and-a-half-point favorites over the That's Bucks. I like that a lot for Green Bay. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm still not sold. I mean, I watched Brady not know what down it was the other day. You see, he memed himself. Uh, give him some credit for that. But <sighs> you know, he's got a sense of humor. He kisses his kids on the lips. Fucking weirdo. But whatever. He's but yeah, weird. I I got I, I the Packers are four zero. Oh damn, yeah. you're right. That Jets line did move to eight and a half. I refreshed my page. It was eight. Ooh, people are spamming fade the Jets. Get it in there now, baby, before it goes to twelve. Um, the Packers have put up. 30 points in every single game this year. Um, the Bucks are three and two. They're two and zero oh at home. Um, but I, I don't believe in them. Uh, they're coming off a loss to the bears who are not good. And mm. yeah, dude, mm. I got, I got, I got the Packers on that one. Here's are interesting. Do I 
trust fool's gold and take money line bears at three point dogs or is Carolina actually decent? I don't know. We'll mull on that, but for I, sure. I'm kind of a believer in, in Carolina right now, at least in the moment. I, I'm okay. not, I'm not willing to put money against Carolina. We'll stay away. Um, okay. So we'll take, we're staying away from Atlanta, Minnesota, two stinky teams. I don't want to yep. touch either. And impossible Ravens. to know how, how Atlanta will play with an interim coach. Ravens will pound. Philly can sometimes fuck you, but I think the Ravens are just too damn good. I think they Agreed. blow Philly out. So we'll go that one for sure. We'll fade the Jets for sure. We're taking Goat's Lock. He already gave it to you. The Rams at three and a half. That leaves us two others. What did I mention earlier? Oh, Pittsburgh at three and a half. And I think Green Bay. That might be our. I like one. Green Bay, baby. I think we take that. Okay. Okay. That would be it. That'd be our bets. I like Put it. Them. Take them to your bookie. Another perfect weekend coming right up. Don't trust the Cowboys. Don't ask us about the Cowboys. We have no idea what to expect. Zero. And you know what? We both predicted them to lose on the last segment of the podcast. So take that for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. I don't trust them. I don't trust them. I can see them going out there and getting hosed. I can see them going out there and like squeaking out some like really ugly win. Like, yeah, so an unbettable team, and I almost because- want to hit the under on Washington, New York, but forty three is so low. <laughs> forty three is really low, God, uh, but, dude. Uh, but like, it's gonna be dude. Alex. It's gonna be Alex Smith versus Danny Dimes, and Can the only thing even get to twenty goat. That's what I'm saying. I mean, they could. They might both get to twenty, but that's not enough. You need them to that's get to like, yeah. That's what I mean. They may not even, neither of them will get to 20. Yeah, no, that that's no, that's, we might make that our parlay. We'll find a couple over unders and we'll throw at, and that'd be fun. Cause we're just swimming in units, you know, might as well throw extra. Just too, just too rich. Just too rich. We're buying gold plated toilets over here. All right. We'll be back next week. Hopefully with good news. Um, Indeed. Swimming in units. If we win this week, we have another perfect week. I mean, Maybe time to maybe time to make this a career. I don't know. We'll see. I uh in other news, I saw a guy on Reddit that bet his entire life savings on an option call for GameStop GameStop stock. So if you think we're gambling, that guy. That's bad. It's very bad. Yeah, he needed GameStop to increase in value by twenty two percent in a week, and he lost hundred and fifteen thousand dollars in a day. It's really bad. That that's 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 some suicide fuel type behavior. That would, yeah, oh, terrible, terrible. So, anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to Boys Will Be Boys and Bets Will Be Bets. Obviously, shout out to Dak Prescott. Get well soon, QB one. We love you for. Um, just heal up, hashtag, man. You know, you've been hashtag for Dak, baby. Indeed, you know, Dak, he's a strong dude. He's been through a shitload of adversity in his life. He's been through a shitload of adversity just in this last year. Um, I have no doubt he's going to hold it down, get healthy. He's going to come back with a huge chip on his shoulder. He's going to ball out even harder next year. Can't wait to watch it. I'll be there in Oxnard to see you for. Can't wait. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. As always, feel free to like, subscribe, leave a rating on iTunes. We love getting those five-star reviews. It helps us climb the charts. 
spreading the word, the gospel of boys will be boys to the masses. Um, and as always, guys, if you want to leave us a quick a question, a comment, some feedback, we love hearing from the fans. So hit us up on the socials or just in uh, on the uh, various platforms on which you see this stuff posted. Um, thank you guys so much. As always, this has been Andy Catelli. Benjamin Walker. This has been Boys Will Be Boys, Bets Will Be Vets. Take it easy. Peace. Register to vote and go vote.